Hi everybody, my name is Alicia. In this lesson, I'm going to talk about some phrasal verbs that we use to express movement. I've broken down the phrasal verbs here into groups according to the preposition we use with the verb. In this lesson, I've included some phrasal verbs that are very common and that might be confusing the first time you see them. Let's get started. Okay, let's begin with this group of phrasal verbs here. The first one is the group up. Now, I've chosen a few here to include in today's lesson, but this is not all of the phrasal verbs. There are many more. I want to focus on these because they may be a little bit hard to understand. So first, let's look at these two. Get up and wake up. Get up and wake up. To get up means to move from bed. So you have your eyes open and you get up, you move your body from your bed, the place where you're sleeping. We use get up to describe that action, moving your body from bed. Wake up, on the other hand, we sometimes use in the same way as get up. However, wake up means to open your eyes. So after you sleep, the first thing you do probably is open your eyes. We can use wake up to describe that. So for example, I woke up and I got out of bed. Okay, I woke up and I got up. I just used got out of bed as well, we can use that too. But I woke up and then I got up would be another way to say that. Okay, next is sit up, sit up. To sit up means to sit straight in a chair. So imagine, as many of us do, we relax into this position, so our back makes a curve. When we sit up, we sit straight in a chair. So if you tend to sit like this a lot, someone might say to you, hey, sit up, it's better for your back. So sit up means to sit straight in a chair. Next is pick up pick up. There are two uses of pick up. We can use pick up to mean to collect, like to pick someone up at the airport. Like, oh, I have to pick up my boss at the airport today. We can also say, I need to pick my boss up at the airport today. We can use either form of that phrasal verb. Pick up can also mean clean, like pick up your room or pick up the bathroom, it's so messy. So usually the feeling with this pick up for clean means there are many things on the floor or many things not in their place. So please pick them up and put them away. So pick up has these two meanings. It's pretty easy to understand which is which depending on the conversation. Okay, let's talk now about this up to, up to. So yes, we have many phrasal verbs which use up, but I want to talk about up to, with motion, with movement. You might hear a verb like this, walk, run, jog, or drive, some kind of bodily motion or transportation, used with up to. This means to do an action until you reach a point. So you do something like walk to a specific location and stop. For example, walk up to the camera or uh, drive up to the forest, for example. That means you do that action and continue it until you reach a certain point. We do not really use uh, down to as much as up to. You might hear someone use uh, walk down to or drive down to if it's a hill, if they're talking about a hill or talking about moving south, you might hear that. Uh, but generally we tend to use up to uh, when we're talking about everyday life situations. 
And if you hear down to used, it's probably because the person is talking about going literally down a hill, down a slope, down something sloped in this way, or because they're talking about moving south specifically. So that's up to. Okay, now let's talk about down. So some phrasal verbs we use with down are take down, put down, and knock down. Take down, put down, and knock down. Take down, there are a couple of uses of take down, but for motion, for movement, I want to focus on this one. To take something down means to remove something, to remove something. So if I have a picture on the wall, I could say, I need to take this down, which means I need to remove this. We use this phrasal verb a lot for decorations. Decorations, signs, pictures, something we put on a wall or something we put on a billboard, some kind of like advertisement maybe, we use take down to refer to removing that. Okay, next is put down, put down. Put down has another meaning that I'm not going to talk about so much in this lesson, which means to make someone feel bad, but I want to focus instead on put down to mean place something down, to place something down. So imagine you have a cup of coffee or tea and you need to do something else quickly. You need to use your hands. You need to put down your coffee or tea and do the other thing. So when you move something from a high position and place it in a lower position, like on a table or on a desk, you can use put down to describe that. I need to put down this coffee. You might also hear people say, put down your phone, we need to do this. It means stop looking at your phone, put it down on a table or put it down maybe in your bag. So put down means to place something uh, down lower than its original position. Okay, next one is knock down, knock down. To knock something down means to cause something to fall, to cause something to fall. So if you have an object on a shelf and you walk past, you walk past the object on the shelf and you touch it with your shoulder, you might cause the object to fall down. We use knock down to describe that. To knock something down means to cause something to fall. I also just said fall down, fall down. For something to fall down means it does it on its own. <laughs> like maybe I'm walking, I trip, I fall down. I cannot say knock down because nothing caused me to fall. Fall down is for something that happens independently. I caused it. To knock something down means you caused that thing to fall down, okay? All right, let's go to the next group. On this part, uh, in this middle part, we have in and out, in and out. So let's cover these first two, go in and get in. To go in and to get in both mean enter, to enter something, but we use go in for buildings, like go in the bank. You might also hear go into, that's fine as well. Like go into the bank or go in the supermarket or I went in the hair salon or something. So go in refers to a building. We are entering a building. 
to get in means to enter a vehicle, like get in the car or get in the bus or get in the canoe, <laughs> something like that. To get in, we use that for vehicles, usually cars and trucks. For bigger vehicles, we tend to use get on, like the plane. We would say get on the plane or maybe get on the train. So we tend to use get in for smaller vehicles or for smaller objects we can ride, like get in the raft. Uh, or I used a water sport uh, example earlier, get in the canoe. So these are kind of smaller, more personal vehicles, get in the car and so on, okay? Next, I want to talk about this pair, pull in and drive in, to pull in and to drive in. We use these when we're talking about driving a car, yeah? So to pull in usually means to enter a parking space, to pull in to a parking space. This is usually when we use this. Sometimes you might hear it just to pull in to a place to stop as well. Maybe it's not a space, a parking space, but it might be a place to stop. We might say, pull in over there, we can stop and rest or something like that. So to pull in generally means to drive your car to a stopping place. Then drive in, drive in. To drive in means to enter a place with a car. For example, you drive in to a car wash. So that means you enter a location with your car. You might also see a drive-in movie theater in a drive-in movie theater, customers bring their car to the movie. They drive in to the movie watching space, usually a large parking lot. So this is drive in, to enter a place with a car. Okay, next is walk in, walk in. This means to enter by walking. So you can say, I walked into the bank or I walked into my house. If you want to be specific about how you entered. Of course, you could say, I ran into my house or I jogged into a place as well. You can be specific with that. Finally, we have come in, come in. To come in means to enter a building, yes, but come in is used as an invitation. If I am inside the building and I want to invite you to join me inside the building, I say, come in, come in. And you could say, oh, is it okay? Cool. You might also say in that case, can I come in? Can I come in? We tend to use come in in this kind of invitation request situation. So if you are outside someone's house, you might say to someone else outside the house, let's go into the house. You wouldn't say let's come into the house. You're speaking from your perspective. Usually come in comes from the person inside the house. Please come in, come in. All right. Finally, in this column, let's talk about out, out. Next is come out, to come out. So this is very different from come in, actually. To come out means to reveal, to reveal something. So you might hear come out used when people talk about a secret that they kept for a long time, to come out with a secret of some kind. We also use this when we have been hiding for a long time, like in kids' games, and a kid suddenly reveals themselves. They came out of their hiding place. To come out means to reveal something. Okay, next I want to talk about these two together, to go out and to get out, to go out and to get out. Very similar, but the feeling is different. With go out, it means to leave home, to leave home. I'm going out. I'm going to go out. I'm going to leave home. Where? Maybe it's not important. I don't tell you. I'm going to go out. Get out, however, 
While it does mean to leave a place, it means to leave quickly, to escape someplace. Maybe it's dangerous or something is really boring. Like, oh my gosh, you need to get out fast. The, there's something dangerous happening there. So it has that feeling of leaving something very quickly, escaping from a location you do not want to be in. That's get out. So it's quite different from go out, which just means to leave your home. Okay, next we have take out, to take out. To take out means to remove something. A very common example of this is the expression take out the trash. So it means to remove the garbage or the trash in your home and take it to the place for pickup, wherever that is for you. So to take out means to take something outside of its original location, in this case, the trash. Please take out the trash. So take out means to remove something. Next is pull out, to pull out. To pull out means to remove something by pulling it. So a great example of this is an electrical cord. When you want to unplug your computer, you can pull out the computer's electrical cord from the wall. So we use pull out to refer to removing something by pulling it. Okay, great. Let's go to the last part for this lesson. Over is the next one I want to look at, over. We have roll over, pull over, move over, come over. Okay, the theme with all of these words, uh, general, actually with these first three in particular, is movement to a side, movement to a side. So to roll over means to roll your body to a side. So we use this in bed. I rolled over in my sleep, or she rolled over many times last night. This refers to your body rolling to a side. Pullover refers to driving a car to the side. So when you're driving down the road, you need to stop somewhere for a moment. We usually use pull over to describe that. Or maybe the police catch you and you say, oh no, the police, I should pull over. That means to drive your car to the side and generally stop to pull over. Move over means to move to the side. So any side motion, uh, we can describe that as moving over. Like I just moved over in this video. I moved to the side. We often use move over as a command. Like there are too many people on the couch. I want to sit. I can say, hey, move over, let me in. So that means please move to the side, move to the side. Okay, the last one is different. Come over, come over is different. Come over means to go to someone's house, to go to someone's house. Like we talked about with come in, it's used a lot in invitation and request patterns. Like I might say, hey, why don't you come over for dinner? Come over for dinner. That means please come to my place for dinner. Would you like to come to my place for dinner? Why don't you come over for dinner? And to accept the request, the person could say, oh sure, yeah, I'll come over about seven. That means to go to someone's house. You might hear it used in requests too, like, hey, can I come over later? I need your help with something. So to come over means to go to someone's house. Okay, great, so that's come over. All right, let's move on to the last couple of groups here. 
Next is fall off and knock off. Fall off and knock off. I talked about these earlier here a little bit when I talked about knock down. Yeah, to knock down is used in the same way as knock off, right? So you cause something to fall from a high place. You knock it off the shelf. I knocked the marker off my hand. So again, when you use knock off, it refers to falling from something, causing something to fall. You did something. Fall off, on the other hand, means I did not do anything. Something just fell down. I did it independently. So to fall off means to be moved from a high place. To knock off means to cause something to fall. We can also use knock off to mean to quit. This is used as a command generally. We say, knock it off. That means please stop or just stop. It sounds very aggressive and very direct, but you might hear it used in this way, especially among kids or when parents are talking to children. Knock it off, that's annoying. So fall off, uh, no outside force, something just moves independently, uh, or knock off as well. Also, yeah, quick point, fall down is different from fall off. So to fall off means it's on top of something. Fall down can be used when, for example, a person is standing and they suddenly drop. That's fall down. I could not say I, I fell off, that would be incorrect. We use fall off uh, and knock off to talk about something moving or falling from a surface. Okay, let's go to the last group here, by. By, we have pass by, stop by, and drive by. Okay, pass by, pass by. Pass by means to move past a location. So to pass by, imagine you're driving a car, means you get close to something, but you don't contact it, and then you continue moving. So we describe this as pass by. For example, I might text my friend, hey, I passed by your house today. How are you? I was thinking of you. So to pass by means to move close to something on a course and then continue on. Stop by means to stop somewhere briefly. So we can use the same example. I need to stop by the store for some milk and then you continue on. The feeling with stop by is it's a very, very brief stop. So I stopped by the store or I stopped by my friend's house to say hello and then I went home. So it's a very quick, short stop. Finally, to drive by. Drive by is used specifically when you are uh, in a car. So I drove past my friend's house is also okay to use. Uh, to drive by or to drive past as well is the one I just used. I drove by my friend's house. The difference here, pass by and drive by, you can use pass by in the same way as drive by. If you are driving a car, you can say, I passed by my friend's house, that's fine. If you want to be specific, and mention you are in a car, you can say, I drove by my friend's house, yeah? So pass by can be used for any kind of motion. Maybe you're walking or jogging or riding a bicycle, whatever. You can use pass by for all of them. You can use drive by or cycle by or jog by, whatever, to be specific about the manner in which you passed a location. Okay, cool, all right, so that's a bunch of verbs, a bunch of phrasal verbs that you can use to express movement. I hope that this lesson was helpful for you. Thanks very much for watching this lesson and I will see you again soon, bye.